This is Boku no Tangent, that time I listened to an anime podcast. Welcome to episode two. I'm Matt, I'm the old one. Uh, and I'm Will, the younger one. So we're uh, just going to talk here today about supernatural-themed shonen. Specifically we, two. Yeah, two of them. And then we, we also wanted to start it here with just as a question. Matt, what are you, what are you, what are you uh, watching this week? As far as anime, believe it or not, I have not actually as big a Dragon Ball fan as I have. I have not finished the uh, the final arc of Dragon Ball Super, so I'm currently uh, watching the Tournament of Power arc. And I'm also watching, uh, I've been on a big Transformers kick lately, so I'm watching the Netflix Transformers series right now, which oh, is super nice. Oh, nice, nice. I mean, yeah. that does sound fun. Yeah, and I'm reading um, Stone Ocean, part six of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, last time I read that was like 2012, so it's been 2012? a while. 2012, okay. 2012, 2013, something like that. Uh, and I'm also reading One Piece. Yep, as by my recommendation. And the Dragon Ball Super manga, which yeah. I really, really hope that at some point they animate this arc because, oh my god, is it so good. It's yep. so good. Well, I'll uh, we'll we'll get to that probably when we uh, when you make me watch Dragon Ball, huh? Yes, yes, we will talk about Dragon Ball. I really think Dragon Ball hits every box of yours. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get to it. Okay. Uh, and and then what I'm reading slash watching this week uh, is I'm watching Horiyama, mm-hmm. uh, which is the rom com from this season. Okay. And then I actually went and read all of the source material that's out because you know mm-hmm. I gotta oh, do that. I am also watching uh, Akadama Drive. Oh, yep, Akadama Drive. Uh, also by my recommendation mm-hmm. uh we'll probably talk about that at some point because it's very oh, it's good. so stylish so stylish i'm also just watching uh slime as it comes out i need a, I yeah, need you need to catch up, up i'm watching uh this new slime episodes when they come out and i'm also reading i'm catching up on the light novel for that because i dropped it like uh, about a year ago and i okay. wanted to catch back up since the new season's airing mm-hmm. um and that's kind of about what i'm watching i'm just watching a lot of new stuff as it airs and okay not really watching any backlogs right now so oh i'm nothing but backlog yeah right you're now. catching up on your backlog and i'm just yeah through new material yeah my backlog is <laughs> all of it yeah all of it um yeah so uh today we're gonna t- talk about some supernatural field shonen and uh i want to bring to you will yeah what are you bringing me all right so will how do you feel about action shonen i i'm i would what one would describe as a hoe for action shonen. A slut, if you will. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Just some common everyday A shonen hoe. Yeah, a show hoe. A show hoe. Uh, yeah. Show Joe, perhaps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I actually, there are some show Joes I would really recommend. Uh, yeah, Sam. Uh, Fruits Baskets, for one. Yeah, Fruits Basket, very good. So you, you, you like yourself some action stuff. I do, yes. What do you feel about enemies turned rivals turned best friends? A little cliche, but I, I do appreciate it. Okay. How do you feel about a really, really interesting, very fleshed out magic system? I, that's, you're just speaking right my language. That's my shit. What about tournament arcs? Oh God, yes, please more. Okay. And I don't believe there's a time skip, yeah. but I believe there's like some oh. training time skips. All you're missing is just a good, like two, three year time skip and you're, you've yeah, got I think, me sold. I think the tops is like three to six months. Okay. In this series, okay. but will I'd like to prevent present to you, Shaman King? Gotcha. Is that is that a, is that a shonen about a guy who wants to be the Shaman King? Yes, actually. Okay. So the the series okay. takes place in at time modern day Japan, which was two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show was aired here in the U.S. by Foxbox, which uh-huh. was the company that took over for Fox Kids when they went under because a lot of their assets were bought up by Disney. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And so this is where uh, 4Kids really hit its stride outside of Pokemon Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who brought in the same time block that we had Shaman King, we also had shows like the One Piece dub. (laughs) 
Oh, God. The early 2000s One Piece I'm dub. having flashbacks. Please, <laughs> no. Uh, what you don't want to hear, gotta go, gotta go, dreaming, don't okay. give it up, Luffy. To be honest, that's a bop. Like, oh, that's I hate a you. I hate I, you so I, much. I, I would listen to that unironically. So, funny enough, the English theme song for Shaman King, uh-huh. I think, is much better than the, the Japanese. The voice acting, I definitely prefer the Japanese, but uh, when it comes to OPs, uh, gotcha. oh my God, does the English OP slap. So the story focuses around Yo Asakura. He is a teenager. I believe he's a freshman in high school. Yeah. And he is from a long line of shamans, which are, in this world, people who can manipulate spirits to either let the spirit possess them temporarily, mm-hmm. or if you're strong enough, you can actually infuse the spirit into a weapon. So it's kind of like using a, uh, uh, like, imagine a Pokemon and a stand had a baby. Okay. And that's what the weapon is. Gotcha. Okay, yep. that makes sense. And the premise of it is the first couple of arcs, we find out what shamans are, how their powers work. Okay, so were. it's like the, just the learning slow build-up yep. shonen yep. stuff. Because it's the pre-tournament arc. So it's Ooh. it's it's them basically getting ready for the tournament, Ooh. which then kicks off in earnest with the shaman fight, Ugh. where the winner of the shaman fight gets to partner with the spirit of God. Okay, so you're telling me... The whole buildup is to a tournament arc, which I'm I'm just as a disclosure here to our audience who may or may not know, uh, I am a huge bitch for a tournament arc. Uh-huh. Uh, it's there. It's on my top like three favorite things in anime. Uh-huh. Time skips it being yep, another. Time skip being the tippity top. Uh, so a buildup to just a tournament arc yep. where you be just gonna become God. You get to wield God. Yeah. Uh, that sounds fun. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm already in. Yeah. I'm already um, sold. You have a really fun, colorful cast of characters who all have very well-developed character arcs. Okay. So no secondary character goes unturned. Every secondary character and every supporting character has legit backstories and reasons to be there. Okay, that's... So lots of, lots of character development. And I won't... I don't want to spoil, like, what the big twist of the series is. Or what Yo's goal is to be the Shaman King. Like, why he wants to do other than his, like, familiar responsibility. Yeah. Because his grandfather, his father, his great-grandfather, they've all been master-level shamans. Yeah, I mean, like, he's a shonen protagonist. He's yes. got to have something going for him. Yeah. Right? Um, it's also a shonen protagonist where we know he has both his parents still alive. Ooh, that's that's a rarity. That's yeah. A, it's like yeah. A, that's a needle in a haystack. Yeah. The, again, really good diverse cast of characters. I can't say too much about him because he comes in well after the first five episodes. Uh, my favorite character is uh, Faust the Eighth, who is the eighth descendant of Dr. Faustus from the great German novel. Gotcha. And he is a necromancer. That's his shaman ability. Okay, that's pretty sick. Yeah, and he it, it's super, super tragic. His story's so good on how he found out he was related to Faustus. And mm. oh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, so, so I can't, I gotta shut s- up. Small spoilers. I may end up watching more than five episodes by the time That's we come back. totally fine because this series is not <laughs> very long. The manga does have a different ending than the anime, okay. but the new anime set to debut this year Ooh, yeah. is supposed to follow the manga. So you're saying, Matt, that I'm going to watch all of the anime, then read all of the manga just in time for the new anime. Yeah, basically. And there's yeah. apparently a bunch of spinoff manga that I didn't know about. So this yeah. is a very diverse universe. 
I will. I'll have to give it a. a yes. So I, you've sold me. I'm gonna hundred percent. Yes. So what's it gonna take to, for you to get into the spiritually fused Shonen Tournament Arc Anime Classic? Nothing. Okay. Good. This is all I need. No credit you, check. You required. sold me no credit check. Like <laughs> this could be the worst anime of all time, and I'm gonna watch 400 episodes. Of um. It. <laughs> also, 100 percent hype. Like, like oh, the ooh. hype is there. Ooh. I'm. Oh. Unlike what you said with Fairy Tale, where it's really good at building its hype, Shaman King also has consequences. Yeah. Yeah. It has. Fairy Tale doesn't know what the word consequences is. No, like there's uh, again. I can't get too much into spoilers here, but there's a fight that Yo loses because mm. he let his emotions get the better of him, That's... and that is something that hangs over him into his next fight. Because if he loses, he's out of the tournament. Gotcha. Okay. It's so well done. Well, I really do like. Obviously, tournament like the weakness of tournament arcs is that you like when it's set up as the protect has to win mm-hmm. in order to succeed mm-hmm. you know they're going to win like if it's attached to their like goal of the right, series right right what i really like is when tournament arcs build in like it, it's not just if you lose you're out forever so mm-hmm. you know they're not going to lose it's this sort of like oh they can lose at any time and yeah. they like can come back and this is like they're still going to like you look at you know, like the reverse tournament arc from Hunter x Hunter. Right. Which is a really, really well executed. Yeah, I've seen through the reverse tournament. Yeah, they they have that setup where losing, if you win, you're out. And if you lose, you move on. So Uh I really like when tournament arcs do that because it kind of builds that suspense of you don't know as the audience member if they're going to win or not. Right, and what, what Shaman King really does well is the first part of the Shaman fight is basically the pre-qualifying matches yeah you have to win uh two of three matches okay so, so like you yeah. know he's gonna win two of those three matches but each individual match you're like could this be the loss right like, exactly especially then... if you build that tension by like starting out with the loss yeah like like obviously that has its flaws because then you know going into the next two fights that right. he's gonna win these and that, that's like... kind of what like dragon ball super to take it back to that really yeah. quick uh dragon ball super before the tournament of power has a an animated exposition match for mm-hmm. all the different gods yeah and it was best two of three but a tie counts as a win so we know because in this fight majin Buu does work and wins Gohan ties, so Goku doesn't have to win or lose. He just has to tie. Gotcha. At the most. And it's Goku. We know he's going to win. Yeah. And so, like, that takes all the suspense out of that. Now, granted, the tournament of power, oh, my God, that's an amazing animated bit. It's one of the few times I can say the anime definitely did it better than the manga. Yeah. Uh, But the Shaman King anime, it also takes tournament tropes. Okay. And it it really fucks with them. What? I I love that. Yeah. Like, every time a tournament, like, arc really you know, flips tournament tropes on their head mm-hmm. and, like, really adds some new elements, things uh-huh. like that. I'm just like, oh, yes, please. Yeah, well, and then, then like, it's what's really cool is we're still getting new characters because the, the, the shaman fight takes place all over the world. Okay. So we're getting new characters who are severely plot important basically all the way up until, like, the final, final okay. fight. So okay. they're... Again, everybody has it kind of it, it's used. There. It's using that tournament sort of reason as a a method of introducing a variety of new characters, right? To you exactly in a plot relevant and ways that make sense. Like yeah. they have a reason to be there. They want to wield yeah. God. Like I believe his name is Leicester in the mm-hmm. uh, in the English dub, but he's a kid from England, mm-hmm. and he we don't meet him until after from, from the, the Bronx, Matt. 
No. No, he's okay. No, he's not from the Bronx. He's from he's from London. Yeah, okay. And we don't meet him until well into the shaman fight has begun. Okay. And so like all the people who have been eliminated are gone. Mm-hmm. And he ends up being a crucial player because wouldn't you know it, there's organizations like the Vatican who hmm. really don't want other people to control God. Yeah, that sounds like something the Vatican would be up to. Yeah, so like it, You know it, when they're not so like you surprise, know. the Vatican ends up being an antagonistic force. Like, oh, okay, weird. that you're was like, really cool. Actually, you're like, huh? That seems. And as, so, as someone who grew up Catholic, it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> now like, huh. I'm the bad guy. You're like, huh? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's not the first time you've been the bad <laughs> <Right>? guy. <laughs> uh, but so that is my pitch for you on Shaman King. It I'm is sold. a very, very good tournament arc from start to finish with oh, great character development. I'm sold. I uh, you've I've I've fully bought in. All right. I've bought four hundred stock of Shaman King. Yeah. Wait, is that tradable on Robinhood? It is tradable on Robinhood. Oh, okay. Uh, only by me. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, only by me and to myself <laughs> can I trade this right. stock. Um, and it's it's written on little notebook paper. Oh, okay. Um, do you want one? No, no. You said it's only for you. I can't yeah, trade it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you uh-huh. for following the law. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna get you. I was gonna call the cops and be like, oh. yeah, he's doing tax fraud. Yeah, he was. He was or doing... no, no, not tax fraud. It'd be uh, stock fraud. Stock. Stock fraud? Stock, stock manipulation? Yeah, we're going to go with that yeah, one. Yeah, you know, this. welcome to this anime podcast where we educate you on stock eva- uh, tax yeah. evasion and stock fraud. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> anyway, so what, what series are you going to pitch to me? So I have brought for you today a series that is near and dear to my heart. It is actually uh, the second series by a, a quite popular writer. Okay. Um, his, his first series is a satire. Um, okay. An incredibly popular satire series. Okay. It, his first series is One Punch Man. Oh, okay, so, so another series by One. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's, a, it's, I, it's I do enjoy me some One Punch Man. Yeah, exactly. Manga so, specifically. I yeah. haven't watched... I don't even know if I finished season one of the anime, yeah. honestly. So the, the the reason I'm bringing you here is uh, this his second series is mm-hmm. what I actually think is his superior work. Okay. Uh, it's called Mob Psycho 100. I'm familiar with this yeah. one. And it is about a young psychic. He's I think he's a middle schooler. His name's Mob. Okay. And this exists in a world where psychic powers are driven from emotions, right? Okay. Like, and you have a, a pretty, like, quiet, smallish, kind of weak of form, not very clumsy middle school boy okay. who um, suppresses all of his emotions. He's like that very... John Mulaney quote? Yes, exactly. I will put all my emotions inside me, deep inside, and one day okay. I will die. Exactly. You have, you have, you've met Mob as a okay. character. <laughs> he is really great. He is a flawed character, a deeply flawed character. Okay. Um, which is very interesting considering, you know, coming from Saitama. As a, as a, you know, protag who's, you know, deeply unflawed. He's the opposite of that. Right. He's perfectionist. Mob is insecure. He, you know, he has some, a lot of worries as a middle schooler that he just wants to be a normal middle schooler, middle school kid. Yeah. You know, he wants to do well in school. He wants to do well in sports. And, you know, he wants to get the girl he likes to like him back. Right. Okay. Normal middle school things. Yeah. And in his mind, psychic powers, the one, he has really strong psychic powers are mm-hmm freaking useless like they're just mm-hmm. he's like how do they help me with those things they don't All right like, i they don't help me pass this test they don't help me run good like they don't make me stronger mm-hmm. so he kind of has this built-in sort of like not wanting to use his powers like he doesn't like using them he doesn't he has this sort of ingrained belief of i can't don't use these to hurt other people right okay. he's, he's he's had some accidents in the past okay um of when he loses control of his emotions and kind of everyone around him is hurt indiscriminately. Okay. Um, specifically, there was some trauma with his where he hurt his brother. Oh, okay. Accident. Um, his younger brother, who he cares okay. deeply about. 
Uh, Ooh, I am an older brother, so yeah. I, I can relate to that. Yeah, so he he kind of has this built-in sort of, like, fear of his own powers because mm-hmm. he's hurt the people around him that he cares about. Okay. So that's kind of your setup for this protag, and you're really following him on, like, an episodical basis as he interacts with his new mentor. Okay. Uh, Regan is, I believe, how his name is said. I'm miserable. Oh, how was that name? Uh, Regan? Regan? Oh, my God. Regan? Oh my God. Is it Ronald Reagan? No, it's not Ronald Reagan. Oh. It's he. He is a con man. So Are you sure it's not Ronald Reagan? I'm, I'm sure it's yes. Actually, it is Ronald Reagan. I'm going to call him that for now. <laughs> uh, so Ronald Reagan, who becomes Mob's mentor. Okay. Mob, as a middle schooler, he's trying to seek out how to control his powers. Decides to go. He sees an ad in the paper. Okay. For Ronald Reagan's psychic consultants okay mob i need you <laughs> exactly to come work for me <laughs> exactly i don't know i, 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 I started ronald reagan it turned I, donald trump yeah, i don't you, know what you happened were, you were in the that was a solid trump right there anyways so he he goes to this you know consultant agency mm-hmm. operated by ronald reagan and, <laughs> i'm sorry it's just so good and we've lost every conservative <laughs> and we've lost, on episode two i mean to be good riddance to be honest oh shit <laughs> uh anyways so mob he shows up here he he's like hey i want you to teach me i i'm inexperienced like i have this very strong psychic powers he thinks or he doesn't know the strength of his own powers but you know he's like i'm inexperienced i'm young like teach me out of the ways and you know ronald reagan who's a con man Mm -hmm. is kind of like takes him out on his wing because he realizes he has actual psychic powers well he does not okay so he kind of uses mob as like when he runs into actual psychic things as like a call him in so he can deal with the problem because you know he's conning people out of their money but considering his line of work of faking being a psychic consultant so, so real quick when you say he's a psychic consultant is he like uh like miss cleo read your fortune kind of psychic yeah kind of like it's more of like you come here and you're like i'm haunted or like this oh, so this like an exorcism yeah like exorcism or like things like of that nature and he okay makes up some So now bullshit. I see why you recommend it with Shaman King. Exactly. spirit-based. Exactly. Okay, so it's okay. a spirit-based, so that's kind of like the bad guys are spirits in this. Okay. Um, so he ends up taking Mob under his wing, and even though Ronald Reagan is a con man, <laughs> he's, he's still... <laughs> he's still like... A, like a he becomes a father figure to mob in a way of like of like he's the one who really oh, iron- very <laughs> exactly he's the one who really irons in like don't hurt people with your powers you shouldn't okay. do that like this is like a, a, a i'm rule. just picturing anime <laughs> with well, a small child <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm bad with names so i have to come up with placeholders <laughs> and ronald reagan works <laughs> We're not gonna finish this, are we? We're just no, we're no, gonna... no. Continue, okay, continue. continue. Okay, so <laughs> he takes him under the wing. He uh, teaches him kind of like just some basic morals, like don't hurt people, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Mob, even though probably subconsciously realizes this is a con man, he really looks up to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. It's just so hard to say. My Mr. Reagan, will you teach me trickle down after? <laughs> he's like, and then, but he does look up physically because he's a middle schooler. <laughs> so he's like, he's sitting there and he's like, oh, he's this. like, you're so tall. <laughs> oh my God, I hate this. Anyways, we need to stay on track. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so I'm so I'm gonna be so upset if this doesn't look like Ronald Reagan. You know that, right? He does look like Ronald Reagan, though. To be honest, does he? No, he doesn't. Oh, I'm lying. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll purge that. Hope yeah, exactly. My Just get you be disappointed now. Okay. Um, Anyways, so so Mob looks up to him. He's yeah, exactly. So you kind of episodically just end up following Mob as his interactions with Reagan, right? As they he goes through middle school and he wants to become better. Like you get to meet a large, bright, varied cast of deep characters with surprisingly like who are really well written, Mm -hmm. which is contradicting or contradicting uh, Mob's previous. I mean, one's previous work. Sorry, where all of these characters were purposely written quite flat. Or yeah, yeah, that, I think that was my biggest issue with uh, One Punch Man. Is as much as I love the series, I'm, I'm currently in the, the the martial arts tournament arc. Yeah, from it's like it's like volume eleven. Yeah, and twelve, and I'm just like, I'm kind of losing my interest in it. To be honest, I enjoy the idea of the world, but I mean, this sounds like much much more of a series that would be up my alley. Yeah, so this is, you have really well-written characters. They're, they're, you know, multiple aspects from multiple directions, I guess you would say. They're pretty deep characters. And, mm-hmm. like, you get to see them interacting with Mob in really nice ways. Because you have Mob as a character who's quite insecure. Okay. And he one of his big things is he wants to become stronger, right? He's very clumsy, he's very weak, right. physically. So he ends up joining uh, what's, like, the Muscle Improvement Club. Or strength improvement club. I can never okay. remember the exact name. And you just have the most wholesome of muscle boys. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they're they're like he comes in and they're like a bunch of like ripped like uh, bro chads okay. and they're like lifting weights. And he comes in and he was like, I want to get stronger. I'm I'm not gonna spoil it for you how this is set up, but it's a really really great joke that leads up to it ends okay. with him joining this club. And okay. he he ends up joining the club. And he's like, I'm really weak. I want to get stronger. And all these bro chads are like, come up to him and they're like, pat him on the back. And he's like, of course, that's quite like an admirable goal, like to wanting to get stronger. That's who we're here to help. Right. And they're super nice. And like, it's really that's nice, endearing sort of message of like, it doesn't matter how weak you are. What matters is your goals. Right. Okay. Like the mom has stated, I want to become stronger. I want to, you know, not be as clumsy. I want to be able to do the things I want to be able to do. Okay. And you see all these other people coming around him and support that goal. Okay. Right. And it's really well written in that regard. The sort of payoff, I guess, for the show on like where the tension is building is that you get to see as things happen to mob that are stressful his emotions build up inside mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that straw that breaks the camel's back. Okay. So he's quite like a silent protag who kind of just takes his beatings and just kind of keeps going along and trying to do the things he's trying to do until he snaps. Okay. And then he kind of, what happens is it's a, he loses consciousness and his powers take over. So they don't like, it's sort of built up as this sort of mystery of, why mob's powers seem to have some sort of sentience to them. Okay. And so you, you what happens a lot is you get this sort of very similar to One Punch Man and that's sort of similar of like, oh, you don't know who you just messed with. You get these characters who like are the bad psychics okay. who end up interacting with mob on accident and mob kind of just go in his merry way and they keep like beating on mob until mob snaps. And then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, you don't know who you messed with. Gotcha, okay. And you get to see some beautifully animated shots by Studio Bones, by the way. So I've, I've actually seen some of the screenshots because my cousin actually asked me to draw yeah. a mob for her. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've actually seen, I think I have seen what it looks, I have no context for it, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure I have seen and drawn an image of Mob at full power. Yeah, it's, he's, it's beautifully animated and you get to see like it's really well done, like the OP's a banger, like. Yeah, and Studio Bones is always yeah. a really good studio. And, and you really just, I'm not really telling you much about what happens later on in the series, but mm-hmm. you just see these sort of like story progression that one writes which are really well done okay that really makes you not only invested in these characters but Mm -hmm. invested in the world they live in and like you're really just getting led along by this really well-written story kind of featuring mob as a really well-written protag well i mean studio bones they usually do really really well um yeah if you'd like i can tell you a little bit about the animation studio behind shaman king because i'm on their wikipedia page right now and it is a wild ride that sounds intriguing so i I do really quickly want to highlight Sure. Just one thing that um so there is a best boy in this show. That, okay. Really, who's the it's best. not Ronald Reagan? It is in fact Ronald Reagan is best boy. Oh, Sadly, he? he's he's really endearing. Like as a con man, you okay. you'd be like, oh man, he's the worst. Like, but he behaves in certain ways around mom and like okay. he's that like good dad figure. Like he's kind of like um if any of you've watched Vinland Saga or read it. I've seen the first episode. Yeah, so there's a a character I can never remember his name, but he's the bad dad figure, kind of. He's a bad person but a good dad it's really weird. Basically Ronald Reagan falls into like he's a bad guy but a good father figure to mob, if that makes sense. And gotcha. like it's endearing. Also the show's hilarious. Okay, so best boy, in my opinion, from Shaman King is actually a character who you will meet pretty early on. His name is Wooden Sword Ryu. Wooden Sword Ryu, okay. He is a street punk. Okay. Who gets his title. Does he have a pompadour mat? Oh, absolutely. It's a Japanese punk from the late 90s, early 2000s series. Of course, he has a giant pompadour. He gets his name because he beats people up with a a wooden boken, a wooden training sword. Okay. And uh, his pompadour is probably the greatest thing in the entire series. It's pretty fantastic. Okay. I'll have to take your word for it. I was a little worried when you said the pompadour was the best thing about the series. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wasn't this supposed to be a tournament arc series? It is a tournament arc, but you have not seen the way a pompadour is styled until you see Ryu start fighting with his 100% power. Okay, I'll I have to take your word for it. I'll uh, have to get back to you guys on how this pompadour uh, plays out. So, Shaman King is 64 episodes long. Okay. It's about 230 chapters. So, it'll take me, like, uh, four days. Yeah, basically. And uh, I just looked it up here with um, Mob. It's only 24 episodes. So, it'll take you two weeks? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I watch, like, two episodes at a time before I get tired, so... Yep. So, really quick, I want to give you a little bit of history, because I got curious about um... who animated... Shaman King. It is a, it is an anime studio called Zebec, spelled Z-Bec. X-E-B-E-C, pronounced Zebec, and I want to give you some of their highlights. Zebec. Now, some of these you may not know, but older fans of anime like myself will recognize things like Zoids, the Chaotic Century. I have no idea what that is, but I'm scared. Uh, Zoids was basically uh, mecha, but they were animals instead of like humanoid. So you're telling me they were on steroids. And there was also a tournament arc. There was a... Tr- uh, now I have to go watch this yeah. series. Pilot Candidate, which was an awful, awful mecha series. Pilot, Love... Pilot Candidate? Pilot Candidate was huh. an awful, awful mecha series. Uh, Love Hina. I know what that is. Uh, Shaman King. Dean Angel, which was a, a, a supernatural romance shoujo, kind of getting some yaoi vibes so out of it. So Dean Angel, a prequel to High School DxD. Yes, exactly. Busil Rankin, which was another series by the creator of Roni Kenshin. Okay. Which, okay. But then... 
you know, a lot of stuff that's just, okay, okay, until I get to 2016. By the way, they went defunct in 2019. Their last mm-hmm. big, well, they did a Full Metal Panic and a Battleship Yamato. Which okay, are big, those, big are, those are good. In 2016, they animated Keijo. Oh, God, these are, <laughs> these, these are, these are, these people are demigods among mortals. <laughs> they we animated must... Keijo. Oh, so we can, uh, they also... I, I know now who to thank. <laughs> For that I, masterpiece, I would that like. Is Keijo. I would like to take a quick aside here. Neither of us have seen Keijo. <laughs> no, no, no. I've seen a bit of it, but you have. Oh, it's it's actually not very good. It's not. I don't want to watch it because I don't want to get disappointed. I just have this sort of like built up. Now, was it you or was it our other roommate who said, "Hey, Matt, let's get your girlfriend over here. Let's get my girlfriend over here." And uh, must... Will can be by himself. So it must have been our other roommate. Yeah. And you wanted myself, our other roommate, our girlfriends, and you to all watch Keijo together. I think that was our other roommate. Uh, he was like, hey, we need to do this. And I agree. That, I, is, that is a great night. I, I would like to point out my, my roommates really like my girlfriend watching hentai with them, and I should be concerned. Uh, dude, I don't like it. That is an activity that we have done before. <laughs> and it wasn't my idea, so... No, it was actually our other roommate. His our girlfriend. other roommate. It was their idea it because was. they found a hentai in their garage. Yep. Uh, their their dad's garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was oh my god, <laughs> uh, which is great. Anyways, um, they also did uh, Pokemon Origins. They oh okay, yeah, I really like that movie. Yeah, so they ended up uh, going defunct and becoming part of the uh, Sunrise. Uh, so they became they joined Studio Sunrise. They joined Studio Sunrise, and the rest of it was sold to production production IG. Okay. So they ended up going to some prominent. So that's that's kind of a journey from a studio standpoint. Yeah, they like, were active from the like 1997 it looks like all the way through 2019 and then became Sunrise and Production IG. Well, we all know Studio Bones just it's been Studio Bones. Yeah, forever. Studio Bones has been Studio Bones and no bones about it. Oh jeez, that's that's a great place to cut this. <laughs> is, uh, is it a great place? Well, so for, are you what are you what's your opinion on Mob? You sold? Are you like how uh, much Mob are you going to watch? I'll probably watch um well, I feel like One Punch Man really hit its stride around the fifth or between like episodes five and ten because there was a lot yeah. of world building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll try and give Mob. I feel like because Fairy Tale, we didn't get a full establishing with the the the, yeah. the main cast until episode six. Yeah, I'll give Mob. I'll try and go through episode ten with Mob. Yeah, I well, so how, the first season's twenty four episodes. Yeah, like that seems like a. Like, like if by episode 10, you feel like you've got the time and you're like enjoying the series, maybe the first season would be a good stopping uh, point. Yeah, we'll it, see if I, if I enjoy the series. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what about with Shaman King? I'm going to watch all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch and read all of it. Did I, did I have you sold with the, uh, it's an entire, the entire series is just one big tournament arc. Yes. But also is there isn't another way to consume media. That you just you are an absolute you stop madman. you stop halfway through things and just stop. Absolute. Like, I I understand exceptions for things that are bad, like Samurai Pizza Cats. But oh oh, but, but series that are okay, you just you gotta finish them. There's uh, he's taking pot shots at, at my uh, he's taking pot shots at my childhood here, folks. Okay, so we're gonna take a break. We're gonna go watch these anime, and we will be back uh, shortly to discuss them.
All right, so we're back. We have uh, sat down and we have watched each other's recommendations. Uh, Will has gone and watched Shaman King. I've watched Mob Psycho 100. And this time around, I'm going to go first because I have words to say. But Will has much more. Yeah. Because he kind of... He did the extra credit in the most absurd way. Well, I didn't read the manga, so to be honest, I only watched all 64 episodes of the anime, so you can't really... Yeah, I watched a season, sir, of a 12-episode season, I think. Uh, well, you know, some of us are overachievers, and some of us uh, just, you know, do the, the base minimum work. You're looking at a pure C average student here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got C's too, but not not because that's just because I didn't do any homework, so. Okay, so Mob Psycho 100 is what you had me go watch. Yeah, um, Dad, what was your initial impressions? Like, um, what did you like? I gotta say, it definitely had one of those slow burn OPs where I was thinking... This is the trashiest fucking OP. I hate this. And then by the end of the season, I'm like singing along to the OP. Like the, when everybody's not special. I'm like, yeah, God damn it. This like, is so it. good. It's so good. Fun fact, yes. that OP is sung by one of the character's voice actresses. Oh, very cool. Yeah, in the show. It's, the, it's uh, clearly Reagan. The, no, it's the, obviously, uh, it's the Psychic Club president. Oh, okay. Of the Psychic okay. Club. I don't know, visualize, like, when the standard animation, I know they're trying to mimic one style. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, but I feel like One Punch Man kind of did that better for the, like, the, the, the not visually intensive shots, but I definitely feel the action was handled way better in Mob than it was. It was much more visually appealing, especially with the effects they used. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to run through my list here. First of all, I will say this. As much as I love One Punch Man, Mob Psycho 100 is the much superior work. I'm very glad to have actually sat down and watched it. So they, uh, uh, there is an issue that I found because I was, I was really enjoying it. Just kind of, oh yeah, no, it, it's very much the the mentor's a fraud, but he can't reveal it. Uh, he's actually genuinely helping the kid. Uh, I do want to talk about my biggest grievance with the series first. Grievances with Mob? How dare you? Okay, so this is a point brought up by Bennett the Sage okay. many, many, many times. If an anime is being dubbed in another language, but the language barrier prevents a joke from landing, mm. change the joke. And the joke was in episode six, Reagan is performing a... A seance for a man whose father has passed away mm -hmm. and in the dub which is how i watched the show uh reagan fakes you know of course a uh, a great uh he fakes being possessed and the they're talking in english because that's what the dub language is yeah but they tell us it's in japan but reagan speaks just in a normal voice and the the guy in english asks his dad hey dad when did your japanese get so good because they're speaking in English, though, the joke doesn't work because yeah. the father is from New Jersey was exactly. the punchline. So in Japanese, I feel that joke lands way better. And that's just not that's not a issue with mob itself. That's an issue with dubbing the, jokes. Yeah. If a joke doesn't work, change the joke. I can agree with that. That's probably an issue with the dubbing of mob, which otherwise, to my knowledge, was pretty good. Yeah, no, the dub was fantastic. But like I said, it's not so much an issue indicative of mob psycho it, 100. It's most jokes that don't mm -hmm. land for that very reason of like, oh man, you speak really good English for a group of people who've all been speaking yeah. English the entire time. The If the joke doesn't work in English, change the joke. I that, completely that's, agree. That's my biggest grievance so far. But Dimple is best boy. I'm calling it, I, I, I call that uh, as soon as he showed up as a little, like a little turd ghost. That was the funniest shit. I love Dimple. But the greatest thing of this series 
was the fake out selling of my favorite <laughs> group of any anime characters. It's so good. Move over literally everybody for the Body Improvement Club. The Body Improvement Club. And that sell was so oh. good when they hype up Mob joining the psychic group. There's such good boys. And he joins the Body Improvement Club. And it's like, that's full, totally believable for him to do that. Because yeah. he's not interested in his psychic powers. He wants to be a better version of himself. And they're just oh. so wholesome. I love it. The Body Improvement Club is my favorite group in this series. And they may have become, as a singular unit, one of my favorite characters ever written. <laughs> they're so good. That's not just anime. That's favorite characters ever um i'm really glad that you love them um, oh i'm so happy i actually as soon as i saw that episode i tweeted out to a bunch of my friends so who's going to a con with me as the body improvement <laughs> club so for, for context they're just big muscly boys who are just really nice and yeah. want you to also improve your like if they, you they want, want to they want you to improve your self-worth as well as your physical well-being and yeah, it's so good and, but only if you want to but like if yeah. you come to them they're like yeah of course we're gonna help you along and don't worry that you're not as ripped as us because you'll get there you yeah, know yeah i and love it i love it we believe in you we're here and, to support you and as somebody who does that in the weight room where you know my friends come to me and like hey can you help train me I, i'm all bored that yeah, i exactly. love these guys I actually had my very first moment uh, in a long while of, oh no, please don't be dead, <laughs> With um, which is weird because he was already dead when Toru is first introduced, and he and Mob fight, and Mob's just like, ah, I don't want to fight, blah blah blah, and Dimple comes up, he's like, hey man, you don't want to fight Mob, because if Mob loses, it's cool, you're gonna die, and he fucking just exercises Dimple right there, and I was like, oh, oh Dimple's no. dead, and Mob's no, like, oh no, not- Dimple, or he's like, oh, Dimple? And Tara's like, what, was he your friend? No, nah, he was just kind of buggering <laughs> The show is so good at non-selling everything. Like, from the hits of Mob just shrugging him off to the complete deadpan of it. I love it. But when Mob, well, when it was revealed that uh, Dimple did not die, mm-hmm. um, I loved it. And let's actually talk about Mob going 100 in that fight. Because those visuals, man. Oh, man. Uh, they just... Studio Bones, right? Uh, yeah, it was Studio Bones. Studio Bones is just flexing on us with those fight scenes. Uh, they really are. I was I was trying to piece it together. Because Mob goes 100% mode a few times. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out what does that affect. That particle effect. That glowy, shiny with the blues, pinks, mm-hmm. and purples. I know what that effect is, and I could not, rem- for the life of me, think of what I was comparing it to mentally, and then it hit me. Holy shit, that looks like the holographic foiling they used to do on promo Pokemon cards that you oh, get from, like, the does. movie theaters. It does, Matt! How dare you invoke this image in my brain? I think it's great. I always loved the promo foiling as opposed to the regular, because it added those extra sparkles. Yeah, I agree. That was so good, and I loved the fake-out that we get with Mob's brother, because... They kind of plant the seeds early on that he's oh, going to be the villain. It's so good. And then he ends up just being like, oh shit, no, my brother cares about me. I'm not going to be a villain. So I, like, in my notes on episode seven, I was like, okay, yeah, no, he's going to be, he's going to end up being a villain. I fucking called it because he's going to fight his brother. And then episode eight, hey, wait a minute. Because <laughs> the older <laughs> psychic shows up and that's when his brother's like, oh, yeah, no, maybe I shouldn't be a psychic because this is my brother's territory. Yeah, one just flexing on us with his great character and story Right, writing. and I, I love that his brother did want to fight him to kind of prove he was 
he didn't need his big brother to look after him. And I am, like I mentioned in the uh, last recording, is I am the oldest sibling. Mm -hmm. My siblings, my younger sisters, used to come to try and fight me all the time. And mm. I totally get it. And you you always beat them up real bad. Some oh, my sisters and I used to go like full <laughs> MMA in, full on MMA. each other. You know, before we were teenagers, it was like every other week somebody was getting a tooth knocked out or something. Exactly. And that's uh, that's why your younger sisters always have a little like cracked smile. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. They need to brace us. <laughs> no, um, no, the worst is actually, I actually got the worst of it. Um, one time one of my sisters came up to me and just just fucking need me right in the nose while I was bent over tying my shoe. We were getting ready for school. And she goes, hey, Matt, huh? And she just knees me right in the nose and almost broke my nose. So it's not like I was just mercilessly beating up on these these poor little girls. No, they were ganging up on me. So, so anyways, uh, other uh, than so, the tangent about beating up your younger siblings. Yes, yes. Mostly just the two older ones. The two my older ones. Siblings. Okay. Episode eight is where, you know, I kind of had to reevaluate where the series was going because I, I had thought from... The first time we we see that mob hurt his brother in his in his one hundred percent mode, I had gotten the seeds planted that Mob's brother was gonna be the villain. Yeah. And then the fight in episode eight, which which is so gorgeous. Just watch the fight scene from episode eight of Mob Psycho One Hundred if you wanna see some of the cleanest fight choreography and some of the coolest particle effects used in modern anime. It's gorgeous. Like, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, and Dragon Ball's always been really good about using its choreographing and its uh, its effects, like uh, blur motions and uh, stylization. I uh, like. I think it's uh, it's on par with Dragon Ball Broly, which I think is one of the most visually stunning anime yep. movies of modern shonen. And, and Mob Psycho is a, a television series <laughs> yeah. that competes with it. It's so ungodly good. It has no right to be. Right. So... There's another scene I need to bring up before we talk about the finale of the season where, again, perfect non-sell of how they end up the season. So there's an episode where Reagan, again, uh, Mob's fraud of a boss, is uh, giving a woman a rock salt massage to exercise evil demons. That woman orgasmed. Yeah, she like, did. <laughs> there was no way to describe that other than, oh, she coming. Where you, you see, Reagan may be a fraud, but he does, in fact, have magical hands. He does. So. He does. He rocks. He rocked her salts, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yep. She got her rock salts off. There she it is. She knew she was getting scammed, and she was okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that Pornhub tag, you know, yeah. fake massage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that brings us to the finale where Toru has come around, and because Mob is so much stronger than him, he realizes maybe I shouldn't be a shithead. Character development. Char great character development. The only thing I hate about Toro is, you know, he gets his hair cut off in the fight with Mob at the early parts of the season, and then he shows up with, like, a goddamn Buckingham Palace-style <laughs> hairpiece. that's so just this, uh, it, It's this blonde tower, and it looks so out of place by compared to everything. And they, they, he and Mob team up with Dimple, who ends up possessing another person, so he's actually tangible body, and they go to try and rescue his brother and all these other kids who were kidnapped by these people who were trying to make fake psychics, where Mob and Toru are uh, naturally born psychics. Yeah. And Mob is just so stressed out. He's trying his best not to hurt anybody, but he, he needs to get the job done. So you can tell he's a little uncomfortable with the situation because he's... Uh, he Well, like, there's the guy he bounced around the walls who was like, I'm super strong. I beat you last time, kid. You'll, and he just ends him in like, oh, sorry. Uh, right, we should have probably been discreet as Mob, you know, has just yeah. left a carcass behind. 
from just looking at this guy. He's like, oops, yeah. I guess we should have been uh, stealthy, shouldn't we there, bud? Yeah, and so, you know, Mob and Toru have these great fights where they're fighting these other psychics, and they get captured, and I'm wondering, well, shit, how are they going to get out of this? Because they're in this, like, psychic dampering room, and then Reagan shows up. Yeah, you're... Because you're, he oh. has Mob's location on with his phone, because he's the one who bought Mob the phone, so it makes perfect sense <laughs> that that's how he would find him. He's like, where's my student? And... <laughs> and he's my moneymaker, where'd he and go? I love it how... Reagan doesn't have to say who he is. Everyone just assumes he's in charge of all of the psychics. So they just let him walk in, take Mob, and leave. And then the the higher-ups are like, hey, wait a minute. That guy's a phony. But Mob is so pissed off, and he's about to go 100%. But Reagan is like, no, you can't do it. You got to calm down. You got to calm down. And Reagan gets attacked, and Mob loses it. But nothing happens, and Reagan stands up. (laughs) This man who just sliced him across the back with a sword and nothing happens. And Reagan's like, huh, you shouldn't play with toys like that. You're kind of old for toys, don't you think? And just snaps this sword in half like it's plastic. He's like, what'd you do? What? And all these people are using these magic, like these insane psychic powers. And Reagan is just tearing into them physically. (laughs) Or physically just shutting down all their abilities and just tearing these people apart from like the ego out like oh, what so are you good. wearing their shoulder pads yeah they look stupid uh, really yeah what are you do? go get a job man <laughs> he's non-selling like black holes and everything and we're uh, like oh my god does reagan really have powers no it was mob just gave him all of his powers because he needed a conduit otherwise he was going to nuke everything <laughs> and so reagan oh. is at like 200 percent power doesn't realize it and non-sells the entire final time he's just like wait maybe i'm not a fraud <laughs> i love it because he doesn't know what to do and it's so good he's like what's oh happening why am i so strong right and like that's the best part about this show is it's so good at non-selling serious moments and it's presenting these do or die situations in a way that turns into a really good comedic bit and one really did that well with one punch man because we knew Saitama is always going to win, so it's going to be a hubris fight against whoever he's fighting before Mm -hmm. uh, Saitama could do the one punch. Yeah. With Mob, I don't know what they're going to do because it's like, oh, we're going to get this epic showdown of psychic abilities, and then all of a sudden, Reagan gets superpowers. Or um, there's the one psychic who has the demon spirits, and Mm -hmm. and Dimple just ate them all. (laughs) (laughs) And now Dimple's like a super powerful spirit, but he just wants to hang out with Mob and Reagan because he thinks they're chill. (laughs) Because they are. Like, who wouldn't want to chill with Mob and Reagan? And like, we thought Mob's little brother was going to be a villain, and now he's just like, cool, I have psychic powers, kind of, and... Is Mob going to train him? I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah. Do like the cliffhanger the season ended on. I know we were only supposed to watch a couple of episodes. I ended up watching the first season. I'm definitely going to be watching the second season. Mm-hmm. But speaking of only supposed to be watching a few episodes, William. Yeah. So about that, as previously mentioned, I decided I was going to watch all of the anime. Yeah, all 64 episodes. Yep, all 64 episodes. If you count the five episodes I watched dubbed... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really watched 69 episodes, nice. so nice. Thank you. By the way, I will die on this hill. The dub OP mm. of The Shaman King is a much better OP. I'm going to have to disagree. It's okay to be wrong. It's it's okay to be right, apparently, too. <laughs> uh, so, kind of as a quick synopsis here. I So I watched 
all of the anime, I did decide, so I started out dubbed, because that's how you originally watched it, and I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of... It also helped because it's really hard to find the series, and yep. I had the DVD for yep. the first few episodes. So I started out watching it dubbed, and I quickly realized that the dub was, um, how, how do you say it? Um, trash. Yeah, it's four uh, kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was really bad. It was four kids right after. Uh, it was it was the One Piece four kids era. Yeah, it it was that bad in the same nature because basically the dub wanted to make there was no moments of silence in the dub. There was no. There was it was all comedy. There was all like gags. Like there was a bunch of side characters who I watched a few episodes both subbed and dubbed mm-hmm. were in the sub. You have, like, this prolonged period of silence where all they're in the room kind of, like, having a character moment together. Right. And you're like, wow, this is a really good character moment. Right. And then in the dub, it would just be, like, the background characters. You'd hear them talking, like, making stupid jokes yeah, all the time. That's very much an indicative thing of four kids. They go, they can't have a moment of silence. And that, I think, completely overridden, overridden. Uh, overridden. one of the best features, or, like, I guess pros of shaman king right which is the individual character moments like i had a lot of issues with shaman king because you know considering its era Mm -hmm. it had a lot of filler its Mm -hmm. pacing was bad the story at times could feel not unique like nothing really interesting happened Mm story-wise however the characters in shaman king this is why i would recommend this to anybody is that the character writing is so like it feels natural i can I can I really quick inject yeah, go my ahead. personal? Um, I love the relationship between Ryu and oh god, what's his ghost name? Togedam- no, not Togedomaro, That's a Pokemon. He's um, he's he's an old assassin man. He's he's the 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 scummy bandit. Yep, he's a scummy bandit of like assassin bandit king yeah, or whatever. Um, he basically he killed a bunch of people. He was really bad. He was the enemy in an episode. He ended up. Uh, winning him over and Ryu ended up recruiting him as his spear and they have yeah. a really like close connection well because they're both on a redemption arc exactly because they both initially started out as bad characters right, right. I guess like uh, you know the antagonist in the plot and they both kind of meet Togaro, that's his name yeah, they both meet and kind of redeem each other together yeah and it's such a good like that's the thing too is all the ghosts complement their users so well. Perfectly. Like, that sort of element is really nice. Mm-hmm. My, I guess, favorite element mm-hmm. of it is, so two things. One, the, how it works as a character study, which is I really like, mm-hmm. is you, let's say you, you have a group of friends. Right. That you hang around, right? If you're in a squad together, as like five or six, none of you are really having any personal moments, like, all together at the same time. It's usually everyone's kind of, oh, that's the one who makes jokes. Like, everyone's kind right. of in their gag role. Right. Like, and that feels very natural because, you know, you're a different person when you're hanging out with six of your friends than you are when you're hanging out with one of your friends. Right. And it really beautifully depicts that in an anime's form. Because, you know, much as being a shonen, it's got to have its comedy elements. Mm-hmm. And when you've got the whole squad together, you know, everyone's making jokes. They're making gags. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of in their stereotype roles that they've addressed in the story that like you know i'm gonna be the one who makes all the dumb jokes mm-hmm. i'm gonna be the one who's like an idiot i'm gonna be the laid back one i'm gonna be the serious one right, right. they all fill those roles when there's so a hold, on, hold on let me let me put that together the laid back one's yo the serious one is len or ren yep uh the one who makes the joke is Horohoro, and the dumb one is ryu yeah basically okay. <laughs> so so you've got your your base squad and when they're all together that's what they fill and that felt very natural to me because mm-hmm. that's you know how you are with friends mm-hmm. 
But then the those would be flipped on their heads as they would each episode would like have a scene where they'd splinter off and just you know just Ryu and Horohora, mm-hmm. and and like you'd have these really deep character building moments mm-hmm. where they would just be together, they'd be overcoming obstacles together, and they'd be like kind of being different people and different characters, and that mm-hmm. felt very natural because like. Of course, when you're alone with one of your friends, you're going to be slightly different. Right. And, like, you're going to be less into your group role and more of, like, actually you as an individual. Right. And there's there's actually two scenes that come to mind for Shaman King for me personally. Because mm-hmm. I watched the anime when it first came out in the U.S. and I read the manga. Yeah. Because the anime I didn't get to finish as it was airing. Uh, so mm-hmm. I ended up picking up the manga and finishing it there. And I did tell you that it has an anime-only ending. And it was it was bad, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, but at least we're getting that remake that's yep. uh, manga faithful. Uh, the two scenes that speak volumes to what you're going to is the post-fight of Faust mm, yeah. in the hospital room. Yep. And I don't remember if this one made it into the anime, so you'll have to remind me. It's Yo is really, really worried about the shaman fight. So he's laying in his room. This is the guy who's always cracking jokes, the guy yep. who's super relaxed. He's laying in his room, he's got his headphones on, but the music has stopped playing. And yep. he's just staring into space. And Anna comes in, his fiance comes in, and just curls up next to him and just holds him. Because she's yep. so worried about him, and he's so worried about what you learned to be his yep. ultimate destiny. So, yeah, so it's... I don't remember if that was in the anime, though. I don't think it was. But, like, there's a plethora of mm-hmm. these scenes. Basically, every major episode has at least one or two of these Mm -hmm. and you basically get one of them throughout the series for every possible character combination yeah i think one of my favorite was you you've got wooden sword ryo Mm -hmm. who's just the the gangster guy yep and then pompadour that just don't quit and then you've got uh monty Um, yeah so he's the he's the little normal human guy with no he has no shaman abilities he can see ghosts he can see ghosts but that's about it and I'm trying to remember the exact context for the episode, but basically Ryu is very depressed because yeah. uh, one of their party members, Lysel Wipes. Um, oh, Lysel, had, yes. Yeah, uh, he he betrayed the party. Yep. He left, and Wooden Sword Ryu had a like a close friendship, I guess, with him, more of like a a fascination with him as a character. Wooden Sword Ryu. He, can he be... was he was the outside. He was the former outsider. Ryu yep. was the outsider, and Lysel was an outsider because he felt alone. Yep. So Ryu felt that that like almost kindred spirit connection with him. Yep. I know exactly where you're going yep, with exactly. this. Exactly. So Ryu was basically very depressed <clears throat> and he was not being himself. They were all together as a group and Ryu was quiet, not interacting. And there's this really beautiful scene where him and uh, Monty are getting groceries mm-hmm. and they're walking back in silence. Mm-hmm. And this is like a, not a short scene. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, they dedicate a good 10 seconds of silence probably mm-hmm. to them walking back. Definitely wasn't in the four kids dub. I yeah, tell you that. Yeah. It, there was no silence and they, you know, you can see like the physical tension mm-hmm. in the air of like Monty wants to speak up and talk to him and be like, Hey, are you okay? And he doesn't mm-hmm. right. Because you know, the, the moment silent, he knows he's worried. He's a, he's a nervous person, so he doesn't. And then kind of the plot progresses in the episode, and they end up resolving. Mm-hmm. They ended up figuring it out and kind of talking to Ryu as a group, each individually, and kind of resolving that stress. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, they redo the same scene with him and Monty walking back from the grocery store, uh-huh. except, like, their expressions change, and, like, their walk changes, and the uh-huh. atmosphere changes, because uh-huh. now 
He's not depressed, he's not stressed. And it's the same moment of silence. It's basically the same scene. But, like, the character that is portrayed in it is, like, ugh. I was, I, watching the episode, I was, like, clapping. I was just, like, mm, yes, please, more of this. So, I do want to point something out here really quick for you. Yeah. I don't know if any of Ryu's lines would have landed. Because I only remember, because I remember I saw him dubbed. Yeah. And I remember the series bits from the manga, but not from the anime. I'm willing to bet the series moments don't land nearly as hard for Ryu. Because he's fucking voiced by Goku. He's Sean Schemmel. I mean, oh, in the in the dub, he's supposed to be, okay. He's Sean Schemmel, but he's Sean Schemmel doing, like, a pseudo, almost, like, Latin flair. Weird. Yeah. Well, because you remember, he, he talks kind of like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, oh, God. I'm yeah. really glad I switched off the dub, because that sounds miserable for all okay. the serious okay. lines. Yeah, I, I do have to ask, because I have my three favorite characters of this show. Okay. I want to know who are your, some characters that you oh. found better written or some of the favorite action bits or just characters that you really, really liked in the show. Because there's so many That's good characters. really hard, though, because, like, there are a lot of really good characters. Uh-huh. I will say there was a lot of weak characters, specifically mm-hmm. in the side character, like, extra side characters to extras. Right. That, like... Well, any it's a char- tournament arc. You gotta, exactly. fall th- you gotta throw a ca- bunch of fluff in there. Any character who only shows up for one episode is a garbage-written character. Right. They're just bad. Right. Any epi- character who stays longer than that are really, really good. Okay. I think my... So my first favorite character, his name's Billy. <laughs> um, so just to give you context on Billy and his greatness, <laughs> oh, um, Billy is a an American uh, truck driver. Yep. Uh, he's just driving, being being a being a chill dude. Long haul driver. Yep. Uh, well, he he just he has like a pickup truck. Um, he's just oh, I driving. Thought it was a truck like a long haul trucker. No, yeah, he's just got a standard like I don't know like a 1990s pickup truck. Uh-huh. And he's driving down the road. And he sees a bunch of foreigners on the side of the road, specifically uh, a beautiful man named Wooden Sword Ryu. Uh, real quick context: Shaman King does some globe trotting. Yes. It starts in Japan, we go to China for a bit, then we mm-hmm. end up in America. Yep. So so they're in America, and they decide to uh, hitchhike. And Billy is the man who picks them up. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Wooden Sword Ryu puts all of his spirit into his thumb. Yes. Uh, and he calls it his spirit thumb. Yes. Uh, and Billy ends up his picking them Yoko. up. Yep, exactly. So Billy ends up picking them up, and... You know, that might just be a one-off thing where, like, you know, this was the one episode, this is just how they get across. It's a gag because Ryu's a biker, so he knows the the ways of the road. Exactly. And so Billy and Wooden Sword Ryu end up basically hitting it off into this weird pseudo-friendship lovers thing. Like, there's multiple scenes where it's heavily implied that they're making out, like, which... It's fucking awesome, because I was not expecting that. It caught me off guard, and I was like, wait, is that? Wait, yes! Yes, they are kissing! Yes, please! Thank you! Oh, it, Billy's it was, so good. And what's the best part about it is they... It's a running gag throughout uh-huh. the series. They're, like, in the middle of the forest, nowhere, right? And they're like, oh, man, we're lost. And then they look over, and they see Wooden Ryo just, like, put out his thumb and do the spirit thumb, and they're like... There's no way. There's no way he's going to come in, like, two seconds later, who comes trolling through the forest. And the true pick- hero of the series. Exactly, Billy. Billy. It's it's so good. And, like, eventually the squad's over there, and, like, a different squad comes to America mm-hmm. to, like, find them, because they've got information to give to Yo in America. Mm-hmm. And 
Ryu's depressed for like five episodes. This is a long running gag because Billy's not coming. Like multiple times he's like put out his thumb in important moments and he's like, Billy, you'll be here. And then it'll cut to like Billy being like his car's broken down or he's like stuck behind a bunch of like goats. Um, and you're like, oh, that's why Billy can't make it. And it's hilarious. And then when the other squad's coming over and Ryu still can't get Billy, they hitchhike, and who do you know picks him up? It's Billy. And you're just sitting there being like, oh man, this is really bringing it all together. The whole uh-huh. squad, Billy picks up them. He's going to bring them to over here. Oh, it's so good, and I love him so much. Billy is the backbone of Shaman King. Exactly. He's the only reason they actually make it there. Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's really beautiful. Okay, okay. So Billy is clear, far and away, top-tier character. Yeah, top-tier character. He's my favorite boy. He's okay. so good. He's so reliable. Do you have a, a second and third slot? Yeah, it's it's really hard for the second and third slots because you have a bunch of really unique characters. Like, I really enjoy Yo as a protagonist. Also, the fighting system is so diverse in that series. Yeah, I mean... If, if once, once they learn how to channel it better. Yeah. Because, like, phase one is, I am now Ghost. Phase two is, I am now ghost, and my ghost is also in me. Yeah. Phase three is, hey, what if I take this ghost and stick it into a sword? Oh, God, I've got a giant-ass sword now. Yeah. And that's, I think, when it really takes off. Like, I like the idea of it. It Mm. does feel a bit, at least in the anime, it felt a bit, like, standard. Like, he's like, oop, I got big sword now. I swing big sword. And that's kind of, like, all he really did with it. Mm -hmm. And then later on, there's some semi-interesting usage of the power, but most of the time it felt like what do you mean like motorcycle ryu snake chariot yeah so and then and then yeah the progression after that is kaiju yeah uh which was neat i guess the designs were really cool yeah i loved them but like the usage of the power of like oop look big kaiju wasn't necessarily super unique but i will say the designs on them were killer Uh, Um, but you were saying um yo as a protagonist yeah so yo as a protagonist super unique Mm -hmm. i really loved him as a protagonist um, he's actually probably in my top five shonen protagonist list just because he's really laid back. He's not aggressive. You know, he's not like the, oh, eat a whole bunch. Like, don't think about what I'm doing. Like, he's quiet and he's like laid back and he doesn't really want to do much. Mm-hmm. But he's still like intelligent enough to like think through problems. He like cares about other people. He's like, imagine like Tanjiro from Demon Slayer, sort of, like, calm, laid-back, like, genuinely nice person. Yeah. But, like, a little bit more lazy. Yeah, Yo literally wants to be God so he can be relaxed. Yeah, and he wants to be relaxed. And I love that about him, because it's unique. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think about other characters from a shonen protagonist who, like, are like that, and there's really not many that I can think of. Psyche. Yeah, Psyche K, but he's not really a shonen. It's more of that's a comedy series. Yeah, but, but he all he wants is a normal life. He does. So, like, it feels very much in that nature. And then you're surrounded by this fantastically diverse cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Like, Wooden Sword Ryu is another top contender. Uh-huh. Just because he is he is this really great character art of growth, of starting out as an antagonist, you know. Yeah, he literally gets his ass kicked in the first episode for being the first antagonist of the series. Exactly. And he kind of has this journey of, you know, learning about shamans and wanting to be one. Mm-hmm. And he, he has this really great character motivation of, wanting to find the best place which he just wants to find the place that makes him happy he wants to find a place that to, that makes him happy and that he can take his gang to yeah so they can never be harassed ever again yeah so they can all just be happy and then he's the leader of a biker gang <laughs> yeah and he finds out about the shaman king tournament 
and that, you know, there's going to be the wish gets granted when you win it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, I can compete in this and win it so that I can make it so everyone has a best place. Uh And that everyone just has a place where they feel happy and safe and at home. Uh And, like, it's just so wholesome from a biker gang dude. And, like, that's such great character progression as he, like, realizes that not only does can he get his best place, but he can get a best place for everybody. And, like, the realization that he wants to do that. Yeah. And, like, he starts learning from Yo. Like, it's a really great character. And I love that he goes to Yo's family to learn. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, Yo's dad trains him. Oh, it's so good. Like, honestly, it's really hard to pick a top three. If I had to, I would go Billy. I'd do Yo number two. Okay. And number three, I'd have to do Ryu. Okay. I think that's my top three. The major complaints I have character-wise okay. are the antagonist is um, Dirt Crap. Uh, yeah, he's all right. He's, he's much better than the manga. I, I, oh, I would imagine. He's just very stereotypical evil. I want the world to only be shamans because humans suck. There's I have a lot of issues with two sets of characters. One, which is kind of a downside of most anime that are globetrotting anime. Mm that they can be pretty stereotypical of their portrayals of other cultures just because they're like, oh, we only get three characters from India. Guess they're going to be pretty stereotypical Indian. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and, like, that kind of goes to multiple, you know, cultures. The the boxer. Yep, there's the box. Like, like the one black character. Was his name actually, like, just chocolate? Yeah, His so we get a, a cast member who's part of the main crew. His name, uh, he's a, a small black boy. Uh, his name is Chocolate Love. Uh-huh. Uh, Choco Love, specifically. I think that's a music pun, though. I think he was uh, pulling in a Rocky. Probably. His his power is called... Um, it's a Jaguar spirit, isn't it? Black Jaguar. His name is Sir Mix, is the name of the Jaguar, uh, which is just, like, so many levels of, like, ugh. I, I'm really thinking that he was not meant to be, a, like, a stereotype. Like, we translate yeah. as, a, as a bad stereotype. I'm, like, 99% certain this was supposed well, to be all a musical y- joke. Yeah, was, probably. Because remember, this series was heavily inspired by JoJo's. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. It just, as an American audience watching, right. felt really bad on multiple occasions. And then also, it felt yeah, like... not defending it, just pointing out context. Yeah, exactly. It also felt to me, as a watcher, that as this is kind of a a problem that most shonen of this era have, that there wasn't any female characters who actually did much. Like, the only kind of exception to that rule is Anne. But even then, like, Anne's this badass of a character who whenever she does anything, it gets done. She's, like, the only reason the plot moves forward. And she's like, yo, get your fucking ass off the ground, go become the Shaman King, because I'm going to marry you, and I want an easy life. So you got to be the Mick shaman. Mick the Jaguar. It's a Mick yeah. Jagger reference. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. So anyways, Anne's kind of like this really strong, like, knows what she wants woman, goes out and gets it, right? And it's shown multiple times throughout the series that she is completely capable of doing all of this herself. Right. Like, she, the main antagonist, she meets him for the first time, and, like, no one's touched this man. Like... He's, like, multiply, like, just destroyed the whole crew. He's beat up multiple, like, shown-to-be-strong guys throughout the series. And Anne slaps him. Yeah. Like, across the face. And he's shocked, because he's just like, what? Like, and you're like, damn, Anne's really, really good. There's these big, bad spirits that he uses to protect, like, a secret item. And -hmm. everyone's like, oh, no, how are we going to defeat them? And Anne just, like, waves her, like, necklace 
and then controls them and then makes the she's main a medium. Yep. She's a medium. That's right. She makes the main antagonist in America start bleeding in his sleep. Uh-huh. And you're just sitting there as like, why isn't she the protagonist of this series? Like she gets the shit done. Yes. And she's like, Nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry yo. That's what I'm gonna do. And like, that's fine. But like it feels very like upsetting when she's the only like strong female character in the whole show mm-hmm. that and then she just doesn't do much every other female character that's in the the show is like a fighter as a shaman mm-hmm. is a gag on like how bad they are like you've got the lily five mm-hmm. which is like a squad of five female shamans right and their whole running gag is that they just like follow yo and his team as they go faces, because they're like, I don't know where to go, we're just gonna follow them, because they're uh-huh. strong. Uh-huh. And then they, like, get themselves in trouble, and Yo, like, because he's a nice guy, like, goes to help them out. Like, that's multiple plots of multiple episodes, uh-huh. is them getting themselves into pro- pro- trouble, and then having to get rescued by Yo's squad. Uh, I-, I can think of another, at least I remember her being a very strong female character, uh, uh, Tao Ren's sister. Yeah, so that's an- another great example, because... She is this really strong character, and she just follows them. She never really does much. She I, she has her spirit that she summons, who's like a zombie fighter. He he's a former he's essentially like a Jackie Chan stand in. Yep. And when she's first introduced, she's a badass. She she beats everybody up. Uh-huh. But as the series goes on, she's never used for anything. There's the one scene with their parents where yes. they fight their dad. Yes, where specifically it's her. Like, she gets rescued because they were entrapped, her and her younger brother. Yeah. So they both get rescue- rescued. And her younger brother's like, I'm going to go beat up dad with yo. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there in the cage, like, where they were trapped, just sitting there after she's rescued. And she's like, I give up. I'm not going to fight anymore. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're sitting there being like, why? Like, I, I get, like, what they're trying to show as a character, but, like, you're really strong. Yeah, she's a really so she's a Chinese shaman who uh, specializes in zombie control, and she yeah. at one point I believe doesn't she have like a small army that she has? Yeah, and like she has all this power at her hand, and she's just like, nope, just gonna gonna but chill here and not her, fight. In her defense, their dad was fucking terrifying. Oh yeah, he's ter- like complete in her defense. <laughs> it's not like each in any of these individual scenes individually are wrong. Right. They're fine. It's just when you look at the whole series as a whole, right, and notice that there isn't a single like female character really like. There's no, wrong. there's no agency. They they serve yeah. as a plot. They don't serve yeah, as their exactly. own character, which was upsetting to me. Yeah, I no, I like, get it. I get it. But you look at any shonen of this era, and it's basically the same. Yeah, because this was this was the early or late '90s, early 2000s. So this is where One Piece would have been taking off. This is where Naruto would have been yep. starting up. That's kind of a general yeah. complaint about all of those anime is that they tend to not have really, I guess, female characters that drive the plot. Right. Uh, the only exception to that is Anne in this series because she does literally drive the I, plot. I really do feel like Anne is almost a prototype for what would become Azumi in um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So my three favorite characters in this series are going to mm. be a very different spread, minus one character. I do love Yo. Yeah. Yo is probably my number three Mm-hmm. Now remind remember this is mostly coming from the manga. Yeah, Faust the Eighth. Yep, Faust and Silva. 
Those are my two other favorite characters. Silva's um, Lysolipes? No, Silva is the uh, Native American shaman who's oh, the yeah, partner okay. for all so, of Yo's yep. fights. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And he he's... has the, the spirit totem cannon. Oh, so cool. So His power is he has... So he's Native American. He has five ghosts instead of just one. Yeah. Because he's that powerful. And rather than them, like, Amitamaru, Yo's ghost, has to go into a sword. Yeah. Silva's just tangibly form into a totem pole that's a goddamn cannon. And that is so rad. It is really, really cool. When I unlocked that ability in one of the Shaman King games, that's all I used for the rest of the game. You trash panda. And then, of course um, you would. And then uh, Faust the Eighth was probably that first time that you're like, at least for me when I watched the show, I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, this show can get dark. Yeah, so Faust is really, really interesting as a character. Like... He's this zombie, like, he's a necromancer he's a doctor. Necromancer. He's a necromancer, but also a doctor. Uh-huh. And his whole, like, thing is he wants to resurrect his wife. Yes, so he is the descendant of Faust, yeah. Faustus from yep. the German novel. Yeah. His He had a wife who was super sick. She died. No, no, he, he cured her illness. Yes. They opened a free health clinic together, mm-hmm. and a burglar broke in and shot her in the head. Which, you know, is... Yeah, how things go sometimes, you yeah. know, just don't you hate it when you... And you... that's when he decided, you know, mm-hmm. he tried to, he tried to save her and all of the medical skill he had, couldn't find anything. He was going through old uh, books because his whole mm-hmm. family's from doctors and he found not the book Faustus, but he found Faustus' journal. And basically the Necromon- Necronomicon. Yes. And I love that character so much. He's, he, honestly, he is a really interesting character and it really serves... Anne as well, because mm-hmm. Anne comes in, he's an enemy, and he's basically like, I want to become the Shaman King so I can fully revive my wife. Because he has his wife, but she's basically a puppet. She's not... Yeah. She has no soul. Yeah. And Anne, being a median, mm-hmm. uh, can do that for him. So yeah. she ends up completely just solving his problem, and he's like, oh shit, what do I do? I've got my wife back. Guess I gotta do something else. And she's like, you know what you can do. Uh, how about you work for my buddy, yo. Yeah. And how do you feel joins... about becoming part of the squad? Yeah, and he just joins the squad. And he's really great because A, he's a really nice dude. He wants he he's a doctor, so he helps people in need. But he's also a great gag character without actually having to say anything. Right. His visuals are so good. Like mm-hmm. okay, so uh, pulling from the manga again. Yeah. When he first shows up, does he have a flower sticking out of his hat? He does, Okay, yes. good, good. So, that little, like, fucking mm-hmm. daffodil coming off so his hat. So the reason he's a great gag character visually is that when he's part of the squad, he's just always in the background with his wife, and they're just being an adorable couple with some PDA. You know, they're just yeah. in the background, Mind like, you, he, staring deep into each other's eyes. So, so everybody has to have a channeled weapon or a channeled item to use their ghost. Faust uses his wife's skull... Yeah. So he's literally just using his spiritual energy to manifest his wife's spirit, who mm-hmm. Anne resurrects yep. into a spirit form, and he uses his powers to just give his life or his wife a tangible form again. Yep. And, and that's it, that's he's content just doing that. His wife is the strong female fighter of the series uh-huh. because he's when they get to the the kaiju stage, he he rides a giant like a nurse wife. 
with like needle arms. Yep, I remember that very clearly. It's My dad so walks cool. in and goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> You're like, "Dad, your dad's like, did I just discover something about myself?" <laughs> well, we were watching this cuz he knew I was watching it and he goes, "Oh, hey, show me." What? He's like, "Why do I want that giant nurse to step on me?" <laughs> Daddy, I want to ride that one. <laughs> me too, son. <laughs> me too. Um, but yeah, those were my favorite characters. Um, I I could gush about Shaman King. It's one of my favorite series. So, I I I did really love the characters. Yes. The plot at times and by at times I mean the whole middle part of the series had terrible pacing. Um that whole portion, so they they left to America like okay. episode 12. Okay. Somewhere in that range like early to really? teens. Yeah, and they didn't actually get to the so they arrive in America, they just have to get to a city in America. Mm-hmm. And they did not get there until like episode 5th. So you just have this like 35 to 40 episode period of them just going across America. There's a bunch of filler episodes, you know, there's a bunch of like reused plot, like same like sort of plot things like where they have to go rescue the Lily 5 again and right. it it dragged on for a really long time and it it really felt like the story was going anywhere or it wasn't getting there as quickly as it very well could have been. Right. And that's actually what I'm really looking forward to the remake because A, it should fix that pacing really yes. well. And it's also going to fix the uh, kind of the era of animation, which is not bad, but it dated. doesn't. it is very dated. It does not look good. So I'm really excited about the remake. And I would actually, that's what I would recommend. Is the remake? Yeah. So I would hi- recommend the manga. <laughs> yeah. I, I have not yet read the manga, but I would also probably recommend that. But I would heavily recommend the remake. Unless if you want a purposely long-running shonen right now with good characters with some filler in it. I will say that because the show is heavily driven by characters, Mm -hmm. the filler feels very watchable because that's really what... One Piece filler versus Naruto filler. Exactly, because... Or Bleach filler, goddamn. Because this is a character-driven show. Like, Mm -hmm. the story is dirt simple. The most complex... stop the big bad from accidentally becoming God. That's simple. Yeah, the, the... The most complex... It's a, it's a Final Fantasy plot. Yeah, exactly. The most complex thing about the story... Oh, God, how it actually looks like a Final Fantasy yeah, character. <laughs> exactly. The most complex thing about the story is it goes, surprise, twins. Yeah. And you really... We all saw that one coming from a mile away. I actually was a dumb kid and did not see that one coming. So you said was is in past tense. Are you no longer... Oh, see, I'm no longer a kid. Gotcha. Okay, is the dumb the dumb still oh, there, yeah, though? Definitely. Okay, definitely. Um, but yes, so we're kind of going to stay, I guess, on a supernatural theme because I think... No, no, next, we're not doing that one yet. Next week, we're going more experimental. Yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, a little bit uh, into the galaxy, perhaps. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So um, I am going to be recommending Serial Experiments Lane to mm-hmm. Will. And I'm going to be recommending uh, Tatami Galaxy. Yeah, and I've not seen Tatami Galaxy, so I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for Serial Experiment Lane because I have no idea what it is, so... It, it's a trip is what it is. So, but we will discuss that next time. Yeah, we will be back next week for that. Uh, and as always... I would like to thank uh, my buddy Zach Alden for supplying us with his music. There will be links to his uh, Spotify and to his SoundCloud. We've actually gotten some of the demos back because, again, oh, we still haven't heard the finalized. We still have not heard it, but it's 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 a banger. It, from where it's at right now, it actually is legitimately really good. We're, we're really excited to hear it. And really he's happy. providing us with outro, intro, and... And an eye catch, so that way when we take breaks to, you know, yeah. after we pitch the series to each other, that that interlude that you're going to be hearing, that's also Zach doing that for us. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. Um. So we will come back to you uh, next week. 
yep. with the next episode where we will pitch each other on Tatami Galaxy and Serial Experiment Lane. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Boku no Tanger. At that time, I listened to an anime podcast. 